welcome to a perfect podcast. Uh, today we have Kaylin and Rob joining us. Uh, Rob, as you know, is the creative mastermind behind A Perfect Year, and he is the studio lead at A Perfect Studios. And Kaylin Roy is a sound engineer, uh, recording designer extraordinaire, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we're just going to be learning a little bit about what he's been up to and uh, what he does, and he'll be hanging out with us for a bit. I like to say you're the vaporwave rap master. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate all of this. Hey. Go ahead and go ahead and plug your social media just in case anyone happens to hear this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... Uh, at Kalen Roy on Instagram. Uh, um, I'm going to be making like a social media name change to everything right now. It's like Phoenix Sounds on SoundCloud. Uh, Phoenix is actually like my legal middle name. So that's why I went for that if anyone was asking. Um, but everything's going to get changed to Kalen Roy. So you can search me up, Kalen Roy, KalenRoy.com. I have a website. Um, yeah. All right. Ruby. So you got any upcoming albums or anything coming up or like, or mixtape songs, what should we, what would be like your, uh, your flight, like your taste test for your incoming audience? Um, I guess right now I'm working on like a EP with, uh, my buddy Seth is crazy freestyler from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm making all the beats on that and, uh, engineering his voice. I got a couple of feature songs too. Um, as far as me and me rapping, uh, you know, just putting out singles until, you know, I really put down that like first, because I want my first project to be like perfect. So, you know, just like a perfect year. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> a perfect podcast. Yeah, we, that's what we got him on here. A fellow perfectionist. It just, it just made sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, perfect. I've heard. Yep, I've heard Kalen's and stuff, uh, Kalen and Seth stuff before, and it's crazy. Like, and it just the the quality of it blew my mind. And then I asked, like, how long did that take you? And Kalen was like, oh, two hours. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so he's a lot he's, of time to take less time. Yeah, that that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> he can now compress time with through audio. Yeah, when you it's like muscle memory at some points. It's awesome. Yep. Just learn how to make those quick cuts and like how to do all that stuff. Yeah, me and my brother were just uh, reading over like how memory works last night. We just for some reason, and uh, it was just interesting to hear uh, to read about like the short-term firing of like the electrical loops, like making roads in your brain, pretty much. Like it's just nuts. <laughs> and then you, it like makes shortcuts, so it's like the it was the person was like comparing it to index and hashtagging systems for programming and like uh comparing about like how the brain does facial recognition versus uh like short-term minute like thoughts that can disappear pretty nuts so yeah he's got all that figured out in his brain <laughs> interesting <laughs> hey kaylin how much did you know about the game i'm curious the game i know the premises of the game i feel like that's a I just know the general outline and I feel like that's that's about it. Well, we can like, I don't really know I can how show you the website much. here. Oh yeah. Since we've we can got... do video feed. Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of the aesthetic stuff that Rob's been putting out on Instagram and holy shit, like I was it's so beautiful, so sick, very vaporwave esque. 
Thank, with, thank you. That, with a nice modern twist, though, too. Thanks. It's not yeah, like shitty vaporwave. Thanks. Yeah, we're definitely trying to view everything through like a transhumanist lens. Well, vaporwave fits that very well because it's already very like has a like transhuman vibe. But uh, yeah, we just took that and turned it into a psychedelic sci-fi story and combined it with like uh, the sciences of um, like quantum solvents and DNA data storage. Uh, DNA dissolution, and then took that and combined it with uh, the presently considered pseudoscience of water memory, which is how they store all the brains. And we kind of just ran with that and poured the water memory into the brains. So we could talk about uh, some pretty exciting stuff with superfluids and quantum solvents at some point. But yeah, that's like kind of the basis of that your water memory, melding minds with other people in other statues. Damn. A. So yeah, you can see me and Brendan just put a lot of hours into fixing up our site. So you can now go to a perfectyear.com. Sorry, what did you say, Caleb? Looks great. Site oh, looks great. You. Oh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, uh, and also watch out for our coming Kickstarter, which is launching on 628, June 28th. Um, and that is because those are the perf two perfect number, the first two perfect numbers discovered by the ancient Greeks. And it also so happens to be my birthday in some weird numerological <laughs> coincidence. Yeah, I was just telling <laughs> Kaylin that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super trippy. <laughs> that's awesome. Destiny. Yeah, right? <laughs> Destiny. What? Maybe some things you, are that Kickstarter awesome. button reminds me of something. It looks like some logo. Supreme? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Is it Futura? Like it. You should change that. Uh, I think Change it to Avenir. Uh, yeah, we could definitely make that look more like a neon sign. That might be cool. Like, I feel like that's the it's pretty close to right now, but we could try and make it look even more of just like a neon sign. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you got to put a glow effect on the letters. Ooh, yep, yep. There we go. That's <clears> what it needs. Um, do you want to watch the trailer, Kalen? I feel like I've seen it, but yeah, absolutely. This is new. I don't know. It's. Oh, pretty recent not. oh, yeah, oh 13 minutes no way yeah this is our uh 13 minute trailer the holy dido which uh it's called the holy dido because dido was the queen of carthage that killed herself for her love and uh that's kind of tying in with the theme of think outside the self in the game and things like that but dido also means a prank and we consider ourselves cosmic pranksters and seeing as this is just a prototype uh, this the holy dido as like the holy joke because we uh, actually made the trailer on uh, Easter Sunday slash April Fools, which both happened to fall on the same day this year, which was interesting. <laughs> and it also ties back into the name of the studio, Hypostatic Studios. Hypostasis being um, the combination of mortality and divine in Christ, and we like embed that philosophy in how we run the studio, like not taking ourselves too seriously realizing our mortality and but also having dis divine digital aspirations which we try and realize through the game so yeah we try and as people i think like our studio like keeps it like we joke around a lot and it's not uh like i don't know brendan do you, would you agree with, like it's not like, like oh what yeah you say we try to keep everything yeah. really loose and light and keep people happy and having fun most of all we want people yeah we want people to have fun you know and and, mm. and like what they do true and uh we're definitely like tightening up 
I think we've learned a ton from like working on this on how to manage a team this size because there was a lot of we've had a lot of like kinks in the road with uh, figuring out how to run just the the spaceship in this case the Persopon and uh, of our diverse cast of creators ranging from like programmers to artists to musicians to uh, psychologists like uh, interacting with different students in science and the philosophy departments and just all across campus at RIT. So basically making it um, like a neural network in the game that we form as a team in front of our eyes through what we learn. So, and we definitely want to keep that running, just keep importing all the information that we learn in real life into the project. And that's kind of built into the gameplay. So we could just keep feeding the players more and more information and have the players feed in their own information and everyone just learn along in this in the social experiment that is our video game yes yes i was thinking uh, yesterday we like to call a psychosomatic social experiment oh, wait psycho something we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure it out <laughs> uh, oh yeah and Brendan, you want to show them your crazy qr thing you did today um yeah see i don't know an easy way to pull it up without showing off a bunch of stuff Okay, that's right. Yeah, check out. I gotta, our, I gotta be secretive with how I use my desktop here. Yeah, yeah, true. And also, like, that's part of what Brendan's been working on with his crazy marketing campaign, like this subversive social experiment where he's we're gonna go around and pick up these crazy QR codes, look like circuit boards, and just do a whole bunch of cosmic pranks, just like the uh, the holy dinosaurs cosmic pranks, just doing our thing. So that's all part of the plan coming up. Definitely stay tuned for that. Follow our Instagram. You can see the Instagram button on the website. Like that's where our main, uh, we lay out the scheme type thing. So definitely follow our Instagram for lots of new images, videos, and updates. But yeah. So Kalen, what do you think of the, the trailer? Yeah, I gotta say everything's coming along like so well. You may have said that you had some trouble managing a bunch of people, you know, in a team, but it's not showing at all. The shit is looking crazy, dude. Hey, the shit in this that I've never even seen. Like, yeah, this, like this, <laughs> this part right here. Like, what is this? <laughs> this so is so your... many layers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the different hypothetical pools you can jump into. Just all these different worlds that we're trying to create. So uh, yeah, these right here are the aesthetic mechs. They're part of the Venus vehicles that you use to carry your water memory throughout space and explore exoplanets with your friends. So uh, everybody, as you can see, there's like, you can change the both the moving marble on the outside of your mech, and then you can change like the lights, uh, which are like the soul solvent inside. So you completely design the look of um, all your characters out on the Persopon, your moving marble. We eventually want to make it where you can scan yourself in and have yourself as a statue and then like change your marble and customize yourself and things like that, do crazy stuff like that. But yeah, we want to make the completely the game completely customizable. It's definitely a goal. I like yeah, What do you think about about a cross between Destiny and Psychonauts? <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that as like a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> That makes complete sense. Yeah, I mean, Destiny with like the whole multiplayer aspect and and the way that multiplayer would work with all the different episodes and like external worlds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
and Psychonauts with the psychedelic storyline. Yeah, exactly. A lot of psychological aspects in that too, which is definitely a big part of this. Like, like talk about psychology, ethics, um, physics, economics. Like we try and cover as many topics as we can. And then the, uh, like, as you can see, there's the fun, there's like educational elements, like the holographic history halls where you learn about these sciences or through the gameplay talking about them. And then there's things like the bust to bust arena or the combat system like this, where you can see this guy's just killing his way through the whole thing. Like you can play however you want. Like you could, you don't have to read a thing. You can just kill everyone if you want. Like we want, you to be able to <laughs> like this guy, this guy is not interacting at all so he's just killing his way through everything but that'll if you're in a water memory world that will affect the way that entities inside that water memory world interact with you like if you're going around killing everything they're gonna be uh mad so everything will become more hostile whereas if you go you talk to way through everything everything like you'll start absorbing that entity into yourself and that that ties into uh, what I was talking about as the internal dialogue, because we we're doing a lot of research into uh, superfluids, and uh, helium is the superfluid in the game that contains all the water memory. And uh, so if you pulse a sound through superfluid helium at a certain frequency, it actually forms the particles into a, uh, what's it called, a double helix like DNA, and they don't know why which is crazy. So the DNA is going to be inside the superfluid helium. And when, sup when superfluid helium is cooled to an absolute zero, the subatomic particles overlap to act like one giant particle. So in that way, the separate elements are all going to coalesce into a singular entity through that process with having the DNA side, the DNA sort of the data, which is actual things that scientists can do and then uh, have the superfluid act like a water memory where it remembers the lives of the people who were in it before they got melted, and then they're melted into a single pool, gene pool, geometric gene pool. And then that pool is used as a lens because superfluid helium is used as a lens in spectropics to study electromagnetic waves and all these type of crazy things. Again, we're going to tie electromagnetic waves into the waves of the water memory and have it, the Persopons, like, third eye lens be made of the water memory that's used as a giant spectropic device to study the universe outside and decide where humanity is going. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Truly such an expansive and fascinating game. Thank you very much. Truly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> and we definitely want to get Kalen uh, to make some music if he wants to for the, uh, what's it called, one of our levels, which is coming up, called the Ocean of Agape. It's a sonoluminescent sea, where instead of uh, just the internal dialogue... Wait, we'll what the... does sonoluminescent mean? Sonoluminescence is when you use sound to create light in water. Like, it causes the particles in the water to, like, oh, explode. That's, that's the whole shrimp thing. Yeah, uh, the pistol shrimp can uh, clorack its claws at the right frequency to cause the water to implode into light. So you're going to be like a pistol shrimp type character underwater and like in between all these sonic tribes that are competing for sonic dominance to create a non-Newtonian Venus, like the ideal human figure. And you're going from tribe to tribe dancing, doing your bone cracking dance that creates light underwater. So you got to dance to the music that you want to make more powerful pretty much. So we're going to have a bunch of different musicians at different sonoluminescent sound temples. And you go to that temple and you hear their song and uh, 
Yeah, so you dance to it. It's going to be like a rhythm game. So definitely we're going to have awesome musicians like Kaylin and our uh, composer, Rick Scott, make uh, tracks as they please and just have it be just this complete variation of different sounds at these sound samples, all different styles. We've got like... Riku, uh, me, Rick Scott, we'll have Kaylin. And these are like a wide range of genres too. Like, so we've got rap, rock, electronic, metal. Yeah. Mm, Definitely all over the place. Yeah. Like that acoustic, that slow acoustic guitar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely something I'm more than open to doing. Yes. (laughs) Here's a Sona Limits and Town Temple right now. Did you tell Kalen about One O Tricks Point Never? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kalen, do you know One O Tricks Point Never? I do not. He's a like uh, he's like one of the like godfathers of vaporwave. Like he's just considered like a legend, uh, legendary figure in vaporwave. And uh, we talked to his music manager a while back about the possibility of collaborating. And his music studio, like we talked to two of his managers, and they said like they sent me like a thing about pricing and things like that for some of his tracks off of his album R Plus Seven. So it's basically a matter of covering the like licensing fees at this point but um yeah we need to get back in touch with them and talk about purchasing those tracks because then we'd have tracks from one tricks point never in the game and hopefully that will lead to future collaboration with him because i feel like this is a hundred percent his like i think he'd be really interested in this like because he collaborates with a lot of online uh musician or musicians and artists and things like that um he like he's very open to collaboration he's done soundtrack work he's done just stuff all over the place so i i really think that he might be interested in this uh and he's also a video game fan a lot of his stuff have to do with like video games i know the uh beginning of ezra of garden of delete is a clear like a literal audio and visual reference to saudi silent hill 2 because in the music video they take you to pretty much silent hill 2 <laughs> which is one of my favorite games of all time as yep. brendan knows <laughs> yeah it's pretty much like a, it's pretty much like a meme where uh Every time you hang out with Rob, he brings up Silent Hill. Or Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> well, usually both, yeah. Yeah, usually and then both. There's, and then there's like Final Fantasy and stuff, right? Death Grips. Yeah, always Death Grips. Yep, those are my memes. <laughs> do you like Death Grips, Kalen? Yes, I do. I really like them. So does Anthony Fantano. Yeah, Anthony that's Fantana. True. <laughs> you think he would review this game? <laughs> Who's Anthony Fantana? He's the internet's busiest music nerd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen that before. I've seen him before. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I feel like you would interview or uh, <laughs> do a th- review on this game. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> I want Cal Chuchess's opinion. Like, I want it to be seventy-five percent Cal Chuchess's opinion, and then they could switch to. He could Antano. do. He could play. We should send him Ocean of Agape for free and be like, "This is a music level, and we feel like you'd like it." Oh, yo, that's oh. a great idea. <laughs> that was spot on. Definitely. <laughs> tying it all back. Tying it all back. What? And I'm catching a buzz. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Speaking of buzz, I'm gonna go crack a beer. Speaking of buzz. <laughs> we smoking drink a... responsibly. We smoke responsibly. We also work very hard. Smoking a yeah, pancake. Sure. <laughs> For you lazy fucks out there. It's 9.30 p.m. Everything's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh. Um, yeah, so coming up in the rest of the podcast, uh, we're going to do, once again, Now You're Speaking My Language, and Ooh. maybe a little stumble upon action. Nice, nice. I don't know what, what categories you're feeling, Rob. Uh, Anything in specific? Because last time we did conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to do some? Want to do some art for some inspiration? I'm thinking like art. Uh, you want? You want an inspo sesh? Yeah, maybe some. Maybe some tech. <laughs> we're, we're like an art tech studio, so if we just do like art and tech back to back, and like think about how they could interact, that'd be weird. Art and tech back to back. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually talk about that in the poem that I was mentioning before. Uh, my 50-page rap poem thing called "From FCC from Cynicism Central," uh, which may be released released before I die. <laughs> did you did you ever um, did you ever finish recording it? Uh, I recorded like one track all the way through. Completely done everything. Just the uh, vocals. So I have one completely done. I actually is it to, went through. Is it to a beat? Like, do you know if it's on beat? It's not on a beat. Yet. It's just the vocals. Exactly. Yeah. But and also with a metronome or anything or anything. There was a metronome no. on it. Okay. Well, so no, there was. So it's on beat. It's on beat then. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, beat. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> then you can actually use it. The first time I recorded the first track was actually with Kalen. Uh, he we recorded in his apartment and. It went like it was. Uh, it was a like it was a learning experience. I hadn't done it at that point, so it was very uh, like my vocal takes weren't very solid. But Kaylin gave me a ton of advice, really good advice that I used in the RIT Sound Studio about recording, how to record right, like just all types of recording principles and stuff like that. Yeah, that helped me out a lot. And I'm, I just remembered I actually I'm did YouTube get taught. all ten tracks recorded and vocals only though of different quality. <laughs> I was thinking we could make one of those songs like the subject of one of our one of our interesting things we've got going on. Wait, what were we gonna make the subject? We could make one of those songs like the end goal. Uh, which song? One of the one of the recordings that you've got. Oh, okay. Yeah, if we want, we could play uh, at some point. A little bit of the, that recording, and then like the one specifically that would relate more to this is there's an entire section on like science and transhumanism. Like I actually wrote, uh, I did a, another video game in our one class called Life Invader, where it's about like typing out DNA code like a typewriter and like your programmers, but your DNA programmers. <laughs> and I wrote like a whole little rap for the team. It was like. Uh, soon to be life writer type agtz like typewriter like just the, the whole thing about like typing out code and that's like that whole song i like the one line uh suicide by science wait suicide by science peel back my mile and sheet logical violence striving to see the light unleashed blinded by dolby i die for what we're holding like it just goes on like this whole so you can definitely check that out who's playing the bongos <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> those, those were good. <laughs> I don't know that you would be able to hear that. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, Kaylin. I can hear everything that's going on in that room. <laughs> everything going on in this room, really? Yeah. <laughs> Adam Tito Kraus. Shout outs, shouts out. 
So, you know what my question is? When did it go from shout out to shouts out back to shout out? That happened? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was about to say. You know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. No, because like I feel like yeah. in the early 2000s, it was like shout out to blah blah blah, you know, and then like and then Fox like shout out. <laughs> that was like I feel like that was like 2013. It was like shouts out to something, <laughs> shouts out, you know, like shouts out to to blank. And then now, to, now I think it's back to shout shouts out. out. Shouts out. <laughs> Not shout outs. Shouts out. Shouts out. That sounds like an Eric Andre skit. <laughs> should make it happen. <laughs> Bird up on the street. Hannibal Burris. Yo, what if we got Hannibal on this podcast? If he could do his Morpheus rap live, that'd make my life complete. Like <laughs> Hannibal, last time I heard that. Hannibal, if you ever listen to this, just know we we love you. <laughs> Please do we love you, Morpheus man. rap on our podcast because that'd be amazing. Like last time that came on, I was I was like I was feeling it. <laughs> I I just want him to I want him to come up to Rochester up to where we're at, <laughs> uh, and uh, I just want him to stand near me and just like stare at the wall while I do the podcast. <laughs> That'd be the best moral support. Just like oh, wow. stand there while I'm sitting down doing the podcast. <laughs> He's just in the video feed and nothing else. <laughs> now it's good. What you said in the bathroom. Oh, wait, I think you said in the bathroom. The background. Oh no, background. Now you're good. You're good. Okay, just let me know if it gets too loud. I'm just move. Okay. Yeah, you're good now. All right. So you guys want to do some? Now you're speaking my language. How do you do that? How do you? How do you do that, Rob? I don't know, but I remember I must have had some training from my friend back in high school, Dan Marino, because I remember the other day we used to have straight up gibberish battles at like parties. <laughs> Where it'd just be me, but we're like the top gibberishers, and we would just freestyle gibberish at each other for like extended periods of time by the fireplace, like at this one time. I Who remember. could gibberish it was like, better? It was, it, it was close. He was such a, it was such intense battles. <laughs> <laughs> he also one time flooded our cafeteria with cooked sausages. Like he worked at some place. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know even know how he did it. I was telling this the other day. I was like, how did he manage that? <laughs> like he literally brought in hundreds of sausages from his work. And just microwave them up at the microwave in the back of the cafeteria and just fed everyone. <laughs> just microwave just like, after microwave after microwave, yeah. shoving sausages in the microwave over and over. Yeah, One so minute start, wait. <laughs> One minute start, wait. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You must have been just standing there. Yeah, seriously. That was the, the best day. And I like how they didn't <laughs> yell at him, but the girl who the girl who made a charity t shirt and broke like the uniform code with the uh, the thing, they brought in everyone up and acted like it was the most despicable thing they'd ever seen. They're like, I can't believe this, this is ridiculous. And like, this this chick raised money for charity, but they let Dan Marino flood the high school with sausages. <laughs> <laughs> That's the academic system for you. It makes that much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking joysy. Seriously. <laughs> okay, ready? So I'm gonna read, here's how we do Now You're Speaking My Language, Kalen. I have this book where I printed out all of of Rob's Instagram posts. And you know how on his Instagram he just rambles. He goes on and on and on. You know? And he yeah. posts like a book every time. So some, some of them I had to literally screenshot it like four or five times in order to get all of the text. 
That's funny. So I've got this giant fucking book held together by one of those like huge <laughs> black uh, um, paper clips. You know. Uh, yeah. So, so what I do is I go, I just like flip through, and I find one, especially one that's like you know just especially insane, <laughs> and I have him explain, just break down what's going on. <laughs> that's hilarious. I forgot this segment. You forgot go. about it? Wow. It wasn't yeah, that long ago. I forgot how it worked. Yeah, that's that's my. I have a very short-term memory. <laughs> you gotta get your shit on Rap Genius with some lyrics deciphering. On Rap Ooh, Genius, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> get some. What does he actually go. say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Okay, I'm flipping through now. Let's see what we got here. Some turt boys oh. here. Ooh, I found a good one. <laughs> Wait, before Ready? I just had an idea. What if you went before you start? I just had an idea. What if you went? What if you made a song where, like, you know, most songs like metaphors are trying to like allude to something else. What if like the entire point was like all the entire structure made sense, but you were trying to allude to nothing the whole time? <laughs> They're like, what's the meaning behind this? Like that's some what maybe our Alice in Wonderland or did that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh or Seinfeld, either one. All right. Where's that? <laughs> yeah, you ready to go? Can yeah, I Yeah, we're good. May I start now, please? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh testing out more logo designs for a perfect year in the downtime while readying up our new promotional trailer. Added a cross-section plus below the pro prosoponic circle to signify the symbolic spaceship's soul-solving propulsion system. Also, yeah, so what's a soul-solvent propulsion system? So the entire uh, prosopon operates like a giant water clock. So what's because a, so for Kalen, what's, tell him what, a pers what the prosopon is. Uh, the prosopon is the uh, the Greek <laughs> theological term for the uh, like the the mask or the face or the tool that externalizes the self. So it's like an outer presence, and it could include like your face or a tool that you're using to externalize yourself. Whatever it is, it's your ex like external force. Whereas hypostasis is your internal essence, and uh, as long as meaning like the uh, in different in theology as opposed to like that. Uh, it's called being, um, it's called the divine and mortal combination in Christ. But uh, so the prosopon is the tool to externalize the self. So it's distilling all the hypostasis, all the water memory, distilling it into everyone and becoming the tool to externalize humanity into the astral arc, which is like this beam of information that comes from the uh, prosopon's third eye and like guides the ship. And so then that's when, the soul solvent? The soul solvent, yeah, the soul solvent is the water memory that's propelled out of the ship at every experiment because, uh, it's like I said, it's a giant water clock. And I see. The, the Greeks also believed that, uh, uh, ironically, that, uh, or coincidentally, that, um, that the human brain they thought it was just a giant levy system, they didn't know what it did, so they just thought it was like moving water around in the brain, which is pretty much what it does. Like, I saw, like, if you sweat, you could, like, the brain, but with just like shrinks. electricity, yeah, yep. So, this is like a tech update type thing of that huh. like a, like a like a giant rope like a giant psychic cyborg and, but uh and every time a different it's called the cognitive dissonance trials where everyone's brains are called to be 
um, combined and every, you get paired with somebody else based on this numerological system where they're trying to siphon everyone down to a Mersenne 7, which is the Mersenne prime that makes the perfect number 8128. So um, are uh, melted down at once in one go, and then there's less people and less people, and it goes down and down and down. And every time the soul solvent is shot out of the soul solvent propulsion system, which is spelled with a stem because the prosopon is also like a flower. It's like a tech flower human Sys thing. It's like everything. Stem. Yeah. yeah, see that stem in there? I just throw a lot of those in there where there's like, I hide the meaning of other things inside of the words of the names. Oh my God. <laughs> I really hope there's like, I really sincerely hope there's a group of people who get into this and like want to know all these subtle little details. Yeah, that's the way to like, it's supposed to be just like a, a fractal spiral, just like the fractal nature of a reality, like you can go deeper and deeper and deeper or interact with it at any level as you want, you want. So you could just like I said, kill your way through everything or sit there and decode this entire like crazy transhumanist epic and learn all the secret meanings that of also the story, but also in doing so also learn about our reality and science and things along the way. Okay. So now that we're now that we're two sentences in, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Also, thanks to all who provided feedback from our last batch of designs. Decided to keep the inclusive closed brackets around the year eighty-one twenty-eight, which was in fact the last perfect number discovered by the legendary Greek mathematicians. Okay, so we know that one. This I just is. Want the, I just want the free guys. You want the what? Oh no, my bad, my bad. I'm like, in <laughs> are you are you really here, Kalen? Are you actually here? Are you with us? I, mean, I have like earbuds <laughs> in, and then I also have my like, so, like every now and again, I'm gonna ask to hit a jewel and like grab another beer, like hit a dab. That's yeah, fair. Like, He's yeah. Jeweling. Other than that, like I'm here. He's jeweling. That's, hey. <laughs> Uh, a, this is a slight reconfiguration of our co-op logo, which was de designed by our, our adept at <laughs> adept art director Brendan Watts at Brendan Watts Design. I've noticed you kept that. You you use that moniker a lot for me. Mm -hmm. The adept art director. Yeah. Uh huh. That's gonna. I'm thinking that's gonna be your title. <laughs> the the adept art director. Isn't it? That's what's gonna be no. in your thing in the credits. But I feel like <laughs> in like a role playing game, an adept is not as much as like a master. You know. That's good to know. So this intri this intricate image symbolically represents many aspects of our project and its surreal storyline. The recursive circles are a visual. Okay, what's a recursive circle? That was again trying to time to like the whole fractal nature and like oh, coding so those, loops. That's like the circle within the circle. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh -huh. That's yeah. That's why the uh, that's why it's supposed to be those endless layers again of meaning and gameplay, where this is supposed to be like an endless fragment. Isn't that isn't that what like con that. isn't that concentric circles? I don't know. Let's look that up. I'll look it up on my thing so you, you don't have to. Uh, let's see. If so, I have to do it. Yeah. If anybody ever like. Anybody out there listening ever finds anything factually wrong with what we say, like, let us know immediately. Send us an email, so yeah. Mm. So receptive, so important. Hypostatichumans at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, the definition of concentric says, oh, yep, yep. 
concentric circles are circles within with a common center. A common, nice, nice. Oh, common center. So this isn't concentric because they don't have a common center. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I am right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it right there. That's what we were talking about. Uh, what was it? Where'd it go? Oh, we lost it. It is all. God damn it, mom. Okay, so. <laughs> We're going to add that to the soundboard now. <laughs> the recursive adding... circles are a visual metaphor for the multi-layered nature of the prosopon and its inner gene pools, each endlessly coalescing in fractal spirals formed by the spillage of fresh water memory soul solvent. The three eyes represent the varied points of view the player will, will surely come to witness throughout their transhumanist choose-your-own-adventure, as well as their third eye, which is used to interact with other internal effigies while inside of any water memory world. Finally, the triangle motif is the trifecta of possible perceptions culminated aboard the Persopon, which will, according to prophecy, open up, to, open up the penultimate psychic high pathway in order to break humanity free from the circle of life which it constantly circumnavigates. The realization of this revered rune will as a result allow the evolved strata society plus its seven mersen primes to ride the liquid the liquid slipstream of universal arc onwards and outwards into eternity. Think outside the self. Perfect numbers, perfect people. Now you're speaking my language. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh that's the description that's the reasoning behind our logo so Kaylin, you know? what, what do you, you know? so what are you up to nowadays what are you doing for the summer and where are you working and stuff uh yeah for the summer um basically working like two main gigs and you know i'm always doing the side engineering and producing and designing gigs for right. like friends and stuff but other than that i'm uh, working a uh music business and audio engineering internship at Bristol Recording Studios uh, right across from Mass Ave in Boston. And then on the off days, I'm landscaping. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh, interesting. Bankroll uh, everything. Need something to bankroll. Yep, yep. <laughs> I feel How's you. the landscaping going? Landscaping, you know, it's hard work, but it's good money, so. True. <laughs> yeah, I always enjoy it. Do that stuff. Nice to be outside. Uh, avoid the vitamin D epidemic. <laughs> Kalen, what were we saying? We had like three things saved up to talk about. Um, we we were just talking about like our lives and stuff. And, exactly. Like, what was going on? You know? Yeah, and I was like, don't tell me. I was what like, don't tell me about there? yourself. <laughs> don't tell me about oh, yourself. Wait, I don't want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear later. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. What are you saying? Yeah, he's on it right now. <laughs> the background, Brett. Anybody in the background want to pop in real quick? From the peanut gallery. Yeah, the peanut gallery. Say something. Say some words. What's good? Speak some truths. Hey, what's good? What's good, young Dozy in the crib? Hey, hey. <laughs> you seen what we're seeing? You heard it here. What? You seen what we're seeing over here? Yeah, what's good? 
How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Where is this? Good to hear, man. Yeah, just been working with marketing our director man Brendan all day. Yeah, yeah. He's been up, uh, been up like oh. all night, like the last couple nights. Up to uh, up till six, spamming people last night. Yep, yep. I'm trying to make the dream come alive, you know. <laughs> hey, man, that's what it's all about. Yeah, living you the dream. Yeah, putting that hard work, you know. It's all about the dream. Yep. Doing it for yourself. Now you gotta think outside the self. That's, that's think the outside motto. the self. Yeah. <laughs> Vicarious. In the game, everyone wants to play it. We got some gamers here. I know Brian wants to play this fucking game. Maybe Ooh. if people contribute to the Kickstarter, look at the look at the screenshot that's up right now. Anything else? I'll give it a try. Oh, that looks sick. Isn't that is that not the most vaporwave shit you've ever seen? <laughs> I was actually like about to say that like it looks like a very vaporwave game. Yeah, well this this screenshot specifically, but. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got like the statue and like all the purple and pink. Hell yeah. Mike, yeah, disassoci disassociation disco. Oh, that That's... looks. There's a lot of stuff, lots of different stuff going on here. This is gonna be a great game. As I said before, so fascinating. So this expansive. one's one of my favorites. Anyone can get into this game and like fuck with it. Do you guys have like soundtracks and shit? Yeah, we do. In fact, we're actually Kalen's gonna be making some music for us. Hey, mm. oh, let's do it. It's gonna be yeah. Good collaboration with Michael Doshua, aka yeah. Dozy. I was about to right say now. yeah, cause like I'm down to collab on that shit. Cause awesome. Yeah, we like, we're trying to get as many people on it as we can. We've got. We've got at least three or four artists on it, musical artists on it at the moment. Oh, that is dope. Yeah, and a lot of music will be playing at these. Uh, these are some, some, that's a Sono Luminescent Sound Temple right there. So that's a giant, like, vibration machine that's bumping the jams, creating light underwater in the ocean of Agape. So everyone's jamming, creating light, cracking bones. It's going to be trippy. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> What program uh, are you guys making this in? Unreal. Or which programs? Unreal Studios, where that's yeah, we're using yeah. Unreal Engine. Yep. Yeah. And that's then, uh, like my, uh, uh, we were using Perforce as our version control, but we maxed out the data storage on the uh, version, so we need to upgrade it, which we'll be able to do once we get the Kickstarter funds. So, yeah, people definitely help us get to this next step, next level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Take it to. I'm gonna like. I, I wanna definitely have to share this around and try to like raise some money on this. Yeah. Please do. What's this called? Like a perfect year. What's like eighty-one twenty-eight? A perfect year is the name of the game. The Kickstarter will be launched on June twenty-eighth. Um, twenty-eighth. Yeah, but you can sign up right now. You can sign up for our Kickstarter uh, list. Like just if you go onto our website, there's a button for it. And uh, we will put you on the Kickstarter list and just let you know when it's up and everything and give you updates and all that. Mm. And it's also a good get for a link. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect a, a perfect year game dot com. Or now a perfect year dot com is also up. Yeah, oh, I just oh, I just hooked that up. I don't know if that's live. Yeah, that's but sick. it will be very soon. Let me test it out. Ninety percent sure it worked. Let's see a perfect. 
perfectyear.com. Perfectyear.com. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Also, by signing up to the email list, Did it you work? get. Yep, it works. Okay, perfectyear.com. Yay. We got that now. Nice. Even better. So, uh, yeah. And by signing up for the emails, you also get first access to a lot of the crazy, um, like, side games and pranks we're going to be doing through, uh, like, me and Brennan were talking about marketing and doing like denature DNA puzzles and we're gonna have dramatic. some we're gonna have some crazy fucking tech puzzles going on. Oh, it's some sick. some cool like fucking tech like internet scavenger hunt type shit going on. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, oh. Yep. So if you want to get in on these uh, these first puzzles, definitely sign up to the list, and we'll keep you updated with all the crazy marketing stuff we're gonna be doing. Weird. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, no, yeah like, uh, we had like a speaker sign so like it they could hear the whole uh, con- yeah, like we might, we, conversation we, and shit. Yeah, we can Because there's like another podcast, you know, get more three people, people here game. that are just uh, don't even know what's I just going gotta, on. I gotta wait for Adam. Adam's on the phone. This is his place right oh, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny how we were doing like um we were just doing that game or whatever it just ended up being like a whole thing i had an idea for that for um you know some of those explanations because this game again is so expansive i feel like you could add some of the uh you know background stories add some of the information within the loading screens you know give like just little like oh, tips that's, hints or little facts and that's a really yeah. interesting idea oh, i was literally awesome. talking yeah. about like uh two podcasts ago i was like Rob, this is a lot of info to just drop on like a base consumer. What are we gonna yeah. do besides like character dialogue to like convey all this info? Yeah, that's an awesome idea. That's a really but good idea. You could be like, it, you could like give like glossary definitions. Be like persopon, you know, and then like <laughs> define it yeah. or like sonoluminescent sound system. That works so well. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yep, definitely doing that. <laughs> But yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> this is my favorite. Hold on, this this one right here was my favorite. This is my favorite screenshot. The schizophrenic seaside. Yep, the lake. There's the, the lakeside or whatever. That level is gonna be crazy. Uh, what's it called? You you have to meld minds. Like there's one statue on the ship who's like a notorious like narcissistic psychopath and is just doing really messed up stuff on the ship, and everyone's like, yo, stay away from that statue. And you get called to meld with it. So that's the first episode <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, there's uh, there's going to be uh, four seasons. And um, you can uh, once they're all out, you can play them in any order you want. We might have to release them in an order initially. But uh, the first two are going to be the Psychopathic Psyche and the Tech Heaven. And uh, what's it called? That's, you also can uh, decide through like the numerological system impact which one you go into first because you know if you don't want to play the horror level if you're not a horror fan go for the uh, tech heaven which is a sci-fi like a real um, theological sci-fi thing with, with lots of beautiful visuals it's like the light and dark side of the experiment in the first season so you could see um, yeah tech heaven's gonna re- be really beautiful and psychopathic psyche is gonna be really uh, really dark and intense yeah yeah. So that that clip that Brendan said that he liked is from the schizophrenic sea siren, uh, the schizophrenic sea spider siren, or uh, we're gonna work on the name, but basically, <laughs> basically the a lot psychopath. of alliteration there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. 
Hey, thanks. So the psychopath is basically making a mental control system inside of himself by harnessing the mental illnesses of the psyches he's meld with and using them to create a control structure. And uh, so there's all these, like the, you, you start out in the psychopath's like blackened heart and um, you have to go to each of its four um, like artery areas and each one has a different mental illness inside that you have to face. So like the schizophrenic sea siren is she grew up on the sea and the only sound she heard was the calming sounds of the waters. But then as she developed schizophrenia, all these horrifying sounds like rose out of the water and drove her insane. And she became a musician and she becomes like, uh, like she becomes a drug addict and gets abused by the system. And um, a lot of stuff happens where she like gets pregnant, but pregnant with thoughts. So she's shooting these streams of thought everywhere that she uses as like her, her, her like instrument um because she's a like a, a harpist so she like plays the strings of her thought that are driving her crazy you have to go through this crazy world to try and uh you're you're the shadow of the self trying to get back into his own body because the psychopathic psyche what he does is he disassociates you and so you're um you're disassociated out of your body and you're a shadow trying to get back into your body and escape the the blackened heart so that's the uh that's the story of the psychopathic psyche the base line so if you want to see the, all the other episode, areas. Episode yep. one. Yeah. Crazy analogies in there. Yeah. Yo, are you guys going to have, like, cutscenes and stuff? I'm sure, yeah. Yep. Because uh, yeah, that would be sick. Like, have, like, some, like, even if, like, the, I feel like I'm imagining, like, an anime, uh, cutscene type of things whatever like that'd be like wild shit but i don't yeah, know to, would, like to tell the story we could do that yeah yeah that'd be pretty cool we could definitely but, do that and have it like drawn on what looks like a hologram like it, it could look like a holographic, oh, fuck a holographic yeah, storybook dude, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Man, dude, fuck yeah. i like it yeah, it's like, did you guys ever play Borderlands or Borderlands 2? Yeah. You know yeah, how there's, the, yeah. there's like the echo recorders? Yeah. You can do something like that too. Ooh, my brother loves Borderlands. Yeah. Well, about this. Like you pick you pick something up and then uh, like automatically there's like a voice playing in the background telling you backstory. Yeah. But like you don't have to go pick up Bioshock the Bioshock is kind of like that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a... Actually, we have uh, we already started doing that because um, it's called. We recorded some audio. If you look at the one statue in the schizophrenic Spiron's house, it looks different, and you're going to be able to like dissolve items into your third eye, and then you'll have the memory that's in them inside of your head, and you'll be able to listen to the audio playback. So that was one of the ways we we're going to like tell the ceasefire story, like. Isabel recorded this thing where she was like, I grew up by the the beach and all I heard was like start kind of like reminiscing about her time yeah, when she I was left that. alone in the house. So yeah, you're gonna be able to absorb all these items into your eye, which are like either story items or they're called homeopathic remedies to tie in. We're gonna tie a bunch of things into the homeopathic remedies and the quantum solvents and also talk about like psychedelics and how LSD uh like attaches to the brain and how it's LSD is like basically a homeopathic remedy because the the level like it operates in micrograms like such a small amount that like they're just like how can this completely alter the human brain at this small of a percentage in the actual fluid so they finally figured it out and they're going to use that to um administer actually medicine for like mental illnesses because uh 
the way it attaches, it like gets stuck in the serotonin receptors, like crystals or something. Uh, we'd have to look into that, but uh, they're going to try and use that and like hijack that to administer medicine long term into the brain. And also, there's just tons of new science coming out about the therapeutic and pharmalo pharmacological, whatever, uh, uses of psychedelics, which are all coming out. So the hippies were right, but even dolphins think so. Dolphins love LSD. <laughs> really? Hell yeah, I bet, dude. Yo, dude, dolphins are like insanely smart. That um. I actually heard of this, like, a study where um, they basically had, like, a tank of dolphins and they taught them how to, like, read s symbols c kind of out of, like, echolocation or, no, like, they had, like, a, um, a light board that would, like, light up and if the dolphin sent, like, an echolocation, um, like, a, a sonic, like wave towards it yeah like a sonic wave at the light uh the trainers would basically give it a bunch of fish or whatever so right. a bunch of them learn just how to just go up to it and be like ding 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 or whatever and like these like <laughs> combinations of patterns and and like they're like okay now here's a bunch of fish and they would just like chill all day and just eat a bunch of fish <laughs> like that and one container had LSD in it, and they were like, "Ding, ding!" They hit that one once in a while, but that—that's—that's that's interesting. We gotta make that a puzzle <laughs> in the game. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Huh? The dolphin puzzle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the pistol shrimp chilling you know, with his dolphin buddies. It's not—it's not insane to think that if the humans weren't like the dominant, uh, upright, you know, animal in the world, that it could have been dolphins. I think at some point, it will, either it will be dolphins or already kangaroos. is we're just too dumb to know because they're just that much smarter than just the land it, yeah. they do yeah. have but the, the dolphin communication they can breathe air all they need are limbs and then they'll take over yeah dolphin <laughs> dolphin communication in fact is is more complicated than any human language oh, oh yeah yeah, and yeah. And same thing with the shrimp, uh, what's it called, that uh, they can see and they're like, uh, eyesight is just so much more advanced that we have like however many color receptors or whatever and they have like eight times that. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of fish do. Like that too. A lot of birds too. And apparently one in like 10 million people um, have like an extra, yeah, extra an extra cone in their, cone in their eye and they Ooh. can see like a whole other range of Yo. colors what <laughs> the normal person only has three ty uh, types of cones and that's like the like it, that's why there's like three primary colors is because that's like each of our cones so one, one in like 10 million or it's probably like way more than that's probably like one in like 100 million or something have an extra cone so it's like they don't only see one more color but they see one extra primary color that also blends in yeah. with like all the other. So, yeah, colors. exactly. So you have m all the more mixtures of colors. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. I want uh, that. I wish. Yeah. Shit, Imagine man. if you had that in synesthesia. You'd yes. be like you'd be like the craziest <laughs> artist ever. <laughs> Although you would be the craziest artist, but everyone else. It's like if, <laughs> imagine if you were the only person that could see in color. How cool of an artist compared to everyone else. Yeah. Well, you know what <laughs> I was thinking? That's true. If, if you had uh, 
someone who was just insanely colorblind where they couldn't tell, you know, one color from another. It all just kind of looks like gray. You know, someone like like that that colorblind. If you had them like paint uh paint a picture, but like just g- gave them all different, you know, different paint colors and stuff and like didn't really tell them what the colors were. You know, they'd probably come up with something that, you know, has all the right values and looks like it's supposed to look, but the colors are yeah, all yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been wanting to, like, run that experiment, but I haven't found anyone colorblind enough. He's got to find someone, I guess. Yeah. Set, we'll put out a Craigslist ad. <laughs> Craigslist ad. <laughs> like Nathan Fielder. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, yeah, Nathan Fielder. <laughs> Nathan for you. It's a show on Comedy Central. Oh, okay. It's okay. Just yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Basically, he's just like a, he's a business guy. He just goes into businesses and helps them with their business, but in a very like, comedic, satirical it's way. It's a gimmick, really. It's just a funny show. On it's also Central funny because they out. don't know that it's a total joke, and they think that he's coming to them with, with like a serious idea, <laughs> like. Episode one is he goes to a froyo place, a frozen yogurt place, and suggests that they can get more customers by getting more attention. And in order to do that, they should make a flavor of a frozen yogurt that is poop flavored. And then like at the end of like doing all this shit to like develop a poop flavored ice cream including having a focus group and having them like try to guess what flavor oh, it is. God. <laughs> this one person is like, oh, I don't know, it kind of tastes like shit. <laughs> and, like, and, like, the guy is just like, like, how did you know so fast? Like, have you ever, you know? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, and, he's, like, he's, like, and like, he's just like so like suggestive of it like i mean like it's okay if you have like he's like i'm a cobra i'm a cobra faggy expert like i know like the whole the complex like i understand like he starts getting real with it from one-on-one just like i know it's okay and he's like like, at the very end he's just like yeah, like, after, like, thinking over it more, um, I actually came to the conclusion that it was actually a really terrible idea to um, have a restaurant that serves anything that has to do with poop because that's just gross or whatever. Yeah. And, like, the guy's like, yeah, like, I was about to tell you that the whole time, whatever. It was, uh... Whatever whatever band Genesis Porridge was in there, the whole band would have showed up. <laughs> Genesis Porridge? Like, um, excuse f- me, we're here. Wait, hold on a sec. What did you just say? This uh, you guys ever see Genesis P. Orridge? She's this. Let's see. Let's see whose band she was in. But they're all <laughs> they're all super out there. Like just look. She like tried to her and her or like him and his wife. Like, I don't know what the deal was, but they tried to like match each other's bodies and they like started transforming themselves to be the exact same, act the exact same. And she's just one of the band members. Like they're all really out there that's some like jack white shit (laughs) yeah what changing his changing his body yeah i feel like that's just some stuff jack white would do yeah that's that's so true that's like his like i'm trying to challenge myself like i'm trying to break my guitar a little bit i'm trying to like break my body a little bit you know (laughs) yeah marilyn manson or something yeah some weird shit (laughs) (laughs) what oh she was part of throbbing gristle Throbbing gristle. 
And the other guy who was pretty crazy in there is Peter Sleazy Christopherson. <laughs> he just had he had two normal of a name. Yeah, he had too normal of a name and had to throw Sleazy in the middle. He's like, ah, Peter Christopherson, that's, no. <laughs> Part of Throbbing Gristle, I need to. Robert the that. Pimp Santiago. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hopefully <Sorry>. not. <laughs> Seasonal <laughs> Pimpin' Power. <laughs> Was that Death Grips? Yeah. <laughs> yep, Secret see? Order, Elitist Order. Hey, that's, the, it goes full circle here. Yeah. He brought up Death Grips. <laughs> We got, you know what? We got our silent, we got our silent hill. We got our death grips. We didn't get Metagross Solid, and that's makes doesn't make any sense because Kojima just released the new trailer for Death Stranding. We got to get Kojima in here. Well, I know you can. I know you can connect. I know you can connect to Metal Gear Solid if you tried. But Death Stranding. I feel like Death Stranding is all about purgatory and cannibalism and the afterlife and like the Big Bang. Well, they keep saying it, but I think that's what they're going for. In Metal Gear Solid? I'm just going to tell them. No, Death Stranding. Oh. Yeah, that's my theory. That's, that's my theory on Death Stranding is that they're all carrying those babies because they're all trying to get into a new baby in the real world, but they're all dead, stuck in purgatory, and they have like these beings that are like watching over them and like making them struggle in order to get like a baby become the best person. They're, like seeing the best people and can survive and get a new baby to become in reality. Yeah, so I totally want to get all the other, all the my other buddies that you know i'm chilling with right now and on this game so they know more you know more people to connect it and you know, to, i'm trying to link you know, shout out all Although that my so just i'm just trying to uh bluetooth like this right ago. now to the speakers so i'm gonna on, just like, go just, uh, shut, there might be like a small period of time like where this like might be like suspicious you might stuff. not be able to hear anything I <laughs> okay just trying to get this a ton of like notifications of like we removed so rob yeah. What are you up to? What do you got going on? What's it? What What do you got uh, loaded up into the barrel? <laughs> um, let's go. Let me think. Uh, we got this going on. Uh, me and my friend Matt Picanti, who hopefully we're gonna get on soon. We're gonna start jamming, and uh, that should be interesting. Matt's hoping to come on as an interior decorator, like for the game slash musician slash just do a whole bunch of uh, random parts of the project because he's got uh, like me and him went to high school together, and uh, yeah, we've known each other since freshman year of high school. We we're like in all the same classes just by coincidence, and we became like best friends and just have been through crazy shit and uh and he's good he's like he's recently got support from his parents to focus on the project full time so he's going to be joining us as like a permanent member and try and do whatever he can uh to add to the project but yeah definitely a uh very psychedelic character very um all different types of music and stuff like that since so we're hopefully make some crazy stuff i was doing some yes esque jams before that was fun so yes esque yeah. <laughs> some imagine, some classic prog rock. Yeah, uh, imagine like Yes and Cigaros meets Death Grips, and I feel like that's like maybe where it's gonna Holy be. Holy shit! 
Rob, Brendan, yes. can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay, right. we got this on the Bluetooth speakers right now. <laughs> you sound now. like you're trapped inside a computer. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> did they get you? <laughs> they haven't got me yet. <laughs> I'm uh, still standing. <laughs> you got to put the USB stick in every once in a while. <laughs> That's how I feed. Yeah. <laughs> we got to have somebody plug the, the thumb drive into... Into the computer every once in a while and give me some fresh data. Yeah. I'm just enhancements, man. You know, 10, 20 years, maybe I'll get some AI enhancements and then I'll be a crazy human being. Maybe. Now, I was thinking, what if we're all cyborgs in the future? We already are. What if it's a couple days away? We don't even know. Yeah, no, I mean, some people have like metal rods in their legs and shit and like pacemakers. I mean, we're pretty much, we're getting there. True. I mean, think about how much we rely on computers and stuff to do like day-to-day work. And like, <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't have, out. I wouldn't have any idea what the fuck to do with my life if computers didn't exist. It would be a, a completely different story. Mm. And uh, pretty soon you're gonna be able to drink your data too. I like uh, called because they're doing like liquid. That's what I, was, I made the joke about liquid uh, state drives on the uh, on the post today. Is because they're trying to make like liquid uh, data storage type things and like store it in the crystal somehow. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but like the amount it could hold like I think like 50 terabytes in a teaspoon of water, something like that. Still not as much as DNA, but it's like they're trying. They're trying. Right. And but we- imagine. We learned that it was like 50 megabytes or something. That's how much data your all of your DNA is. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what's it called? And DNA can store up to five petabytes of data per gram. Of so water. that's like, yeah, in a drop of water. So that's like, imagine how much data you could store. With hey, yes, and I, I, you could do eye drops of data too. <laughs> all right, yeah, so imagine if, Scientists try to invent a way to store data in DNA or like RNA or something, and they make it. And it's like we can hold like insane amount of terabytes in like a single molecule, like this DNA memory stuff. And then they make it, and it's dank. And then it's like they basically accidentally made like a crazy virus, and it's just like the most advanced fucking crazy virus, and it's just like. <laughs> people crazy zombies and shit or something it's just like just has like a crazy downturn like that yeah, ripped wild. apart their dna and yeah their fucking mind. hey that or could be the uh that could be the uh the beginning of of season two or something yo that yeah. could be how the rapture happened in the uh yeah. the game i like that like that's definitely about, like because the wa- earth is made of so much water that it was probably just became a death pit once they unleashed this. So they're like, that's why they had to piece out on the Persopon, because they're like, oh shit, we messed up. So you, we could definitely work that in. Yo, great idea. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey. Put me down uh, as a co-writer or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Executive writer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we already got like a bunch of new ideas from this podcast, so that's awesome. Hey. Yo, Rob, can you... Give everyone uh, on the table, around the table, just a brief, I know it's going to be hard, but give a brief overview of the game. Just the <laughs> okay. That's so, like a, uh, that's an oxymoron, I think. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, this is a good challenge, though. All right. So in the year 8128, the last perfect number discovered by the ancient Greeks. Wait, hold on. Stop. <laughs> that's verbatim. Ver fucking batum, the first line right here. I've got this down. How many how many hours have I had to like scream this at people at these imagine RT things just on loop? Like it's ingrained in my brain at this point. In the year eighty one twenty eight, the last perfect number discovered by the ancient Greeks. <laughs> these neurons are dug deep. A futuristic like... society. No, go for it. But uh, oh yeah. So a futuristic society is uh, trying to perfect humanity on that year to commemorate the perfect number. And to do so, they're melting everyone's brains down into water memory uh, by using the sciences of DNA data and quantum solvents, superfluids, absolute zeros, uh, Bose-Einstein condensation, and using them to combine these minds and then pour them into these Greek statues, which are the psychic cyborgs, which they like live in now. And so you're melding minds with other players, other like characters in the games. So everyone's constantly changing. The story's constantly changing. Everyone's decisions uh, change. You're going into new worlds, which are water memory worlds. And you also, so you live on the inside through the water memory worlds, which, and then you live on the outside through your strata statues and you live with your friends on the ship waiting for the next trial and you can go out in space in these aesthetic mechs and explore planets and try and find other alien life to bring like the intelligence back like one of the things is uh like they discuss is crystallized intelligence there's different for like thought fraternities philosophical fraternities on the ship that want to do different things with humanity as the project goes on so they're all fighting and everyone's uh choices are saved in the astral arc which decides the future episodes how they come out pretty much so it's like everybody's decisions are being saved they affect the internal world they affect the external world and they affect the storyline so it's all very meta very meta oh meta is it ah i always love my pronunciation (laughs) (laughs) bagel bagel yeah (laughs) which one do you guys say data or data data I say data. Where all right, I fuck with your game. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like for some reason, if it's if it's da- if it's data mining, it's got to be data. Oh, you're right. I don't That's know. Weird. <laughs> right. Data mining. That was a data stag. mining. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tripping myself up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's being called into question. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to have a, like a uh, a whole committee, like a team committee, and decide how we're gonna say this. Like, color is gonna be another one. We're all gonna have to, like how to spell it. There's gonna be a U in there. Well, it depends on if you're in England or America. Lure, <laughs> did you say if we're gonna make anything for America? No, I said it depends on if you're in England or America. <laughs> if there's a U in color. Oh, okay, that's funny. I thought you said well, it depends if we're gonna make anything for America. Like, <laughs> uh, there's a little uh trade block right there <laughs> <laughs> nothing for america everything yeah. only for only Old for Americans. uh madagascar yeah <laughs> very select audience yeah. i think surge tanking from system wouldn't come to the u.s because of uh trump for a bit like he's like nope <laughs> i'm staying but in I think armenia he... thank you yeah <laughs> does uh, armenia as a i mean armenia was never a like an actual country right I'm not sure. You know who can tell you everything about Armenia is Matt Tankian. <laughs> Him too. 
But uh, Matt Vacanti <laughs> actually met Serge Janky, and and he is, is uh, yeah, his grandma was in the uh, Armenian you guys, genocide. Do you guys know who Serge Tankian is? Yeah, he's the the singer from System of a Down. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. has. Oh, we're gonna say. Or the, uh, uh, Serbian. He's uh he's Armenian. Really? Word, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because did you guys fuck with Albanians at all? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't see why not. Met <laughs> like like an Albanian person though. What's what's wrong with Albanians? Nothing, dude. They're just like awesome. Like I fuck with them, but like if you, they will. The first thing is, is that they tell you is that they're Albanian. It's mad funny. <laughs> like like it's like they all have like lineage chains and shit, and like they're just like, like most yeah, proud yeah. people in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Eastern it's Europe. like Some it's nationalism. Like, Eastern Europe, kind of like kind of close to the uh, the Mediterranean, I think. Right? That's what so people like, from Albany do. Like, call themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Actually, no. Maybe I don't know. A lot of people. <laughs> well, how's it going? Nice to meet you. I'm from Albania. <laughs> I'm from Albany. What? What? Albany. Yeah. <laughs> Syracuse. Yeah. The little B song. Albany. This is hilarious. Nice. Thank, thank the bass god for that track. Lil B. Uh, thank <laughs> That's good. I don't know my Albanian quote is. Look. It's from my fraternity brother. When I was getting to know him, one of the first things he said when we were asking him to describe Albania was he's like, well, let me tell you about Albania. So they, in the store, they sell bass velvet, but no baseball. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's an introduction. You know what I can never figure out is that that one teacher who was screaming "No pomegranates" in that one meme. Like I never could like make sense. Like I was like, is she allergic or is like there's some hidden meaning? <laughs> I want to know. That sounded good. If I, if I remember correctly, it was something like her students had started eating pomegranates in her class and making a mess. But I that's don't. Funny. I, on that one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no fucking panic. Whoever Ooh. threw that paper, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, one time, there was this one chick in our class who everybody used to just throw a paper at, and every time this lady was notorious, she'd turn around and be like, Molly, stop it! And it, like, she just, every time it'd be, it'd be her, and everyone would be like, <laughs> <laughs> made no sense. Like, <laughs> That teacher was. That teacher was. Uh, I don't know what she was. She was doing. <laughs> no, the best teacher though is the teacher who. Uh, an undisclosed name, but he was just like notorious, really out there. And one day he takes number one. He'd go into class and be like, "Just Vicodin's great." Just he'd be like on Vicodin all the time. And then number two, he takes the class out for a school trip. He stops the bus in the middle of the highway, walks off the bus, walks into the trees, and disappears for like a week. <laughs> a week? Yeah, he, he just he like he didn't show up for any more classes, and it was during the school trip too. So he just he abandoned the school trip, walked into the forest, and peaced out and disappeared. 
And then when he came back, the school was like, you're fired. <laughs> like, where, the where were you? I was I gone? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the Vicodin was calling. Like, I had to, I had to run. <laughs> oh, my God. For like a while and for how long he was just in the woods for or he like walked to another street and like took a taxi or some shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it took him the whole week to walk back. <laughs> and then I just walked back and deal with these fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe he heard a call from, maybe he had some lassie shit where he's like, Somebody's drowning in the well and he went to save somebody and the school just sucks. Like I'm gonna petition to get him back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the interesting, interesting teachers. This is why humans probably shouldn't teach humans like in mass. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the school system needs to change. I'm ready to like. If I had a kid, I would definitely homeschool them. And well, like, I mean, so most you guys are all in mass, right? Yes, we are. You guys have the best school system in the United States. Oh damn! Yeah. Does, it did have the best public school system. Not all of us are going to school in Massachusetts now because we're college. Well, now, kids. yeah, I mean, but you know, coming up, you guys had like the, like the best, the best foundation, like, the best like educational foundation before college that you could have had in the United States. It's a liberal fucking state. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I lived there. I lived there for a bit. Yeah, and I remember the school system because I moved from California, and I remember it, they were a full year ahead from where we were at oh, in really? California. Huh. Yeah, the school That's systems really in California, the public school systems are god-awful in California. Damn. Yeah, just terrible. There's no money, and there's no incentive for the teachers to want to teach correctly or well. So they're all like complacent as shit and they don't want to do anything. So nothing's interesting and no one wants to learn. You know, that sucks. it's a drag out there. It really is. It's bad. And uh, there was like, there's a lot of drugs at my school too in San Diego. Mm. Like, uh, like a lot of heroin and stuff. I like, I'd walked in on kids doing heroin in the bathrooms like Same. not like not like shooting up but smoking heroin like with uh like aluminum foil and shit really only one that's, no, that's, that's fucked up mm. and uh from what from what i hear the quality on the west coast of heroin is is like very different from the quality on the east coast and uh, it's like a lot more dangerous and bad for you on the West Coast. Mm. That's the black. That's what, when you hear black tar heroin. That's from the West Coast. That sucks. They got good weed with bad heroin. Yeah, exactly. But they have meth over there, so at least they got that going for yeah. them. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the uh, what's it called opioid ed epidemic in New Jersey continues to. Dive bomb, like my one friend. Uh, dive bomb, is, as in get get worse or get better. Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently it's just getting worse. Yeah, because um, well. because my uh, one friend's girlfriend works at a clinic, and 
like even the psychology department like department around here like i went to go one time to like trying to make an appointment and they were like you're gonna have to wait like uh yeah a couple months i was like what like holy shit <laughs> yeah like imagine somebody having a dire psychological crisis like the the health services are just stretched so thin that it's like unless you um because you could pay a lot of money for one but that was like a free clinic and right, it was yeah. just like i've used those services before yeah just the wait time was ridiculous to even be seen i was like it's crazy got yeah. it hopefully as things get more automated uh <laughs> just talk to an ai That'd tell me your problems robert <laughs> did you see that google call thing that he made to uh, make businesses where now the uh the the ai is like pitting in really accurate like ums and just like humanisms that you can't really tell that it's an ai anymore oh people, yeah no i've oh i've heard about this and it literally gives me goosebumps yeah people in the audience looked creeped like there was oh. like some people who were like hey and the other people were like oh shit that's oh <laughs> yeah it gives me goosebumps what if so say you are on tinder right and you are gonna meet up with a girl and she's like yeah, you know, I just like I like to talk to people on the phone before I meet up with them, and it's got like this formula, you know, of what to say when you call, and you know, like it knows what to say when you answer and all that, and um, you know, like it it can read what you say because that's how I mean, of course, that's how an AI works. Like it knows what you're saying, and it makes like a like an actual thought about you know what you said, and then forms a response, right? So you could have you could so you could really just have like a a virtual relationship. That's what that movie was. Her. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to see that for forever. Yeah. There's there's like an AI that goes along with like his computer and phone and stuff, which is all like synced up. In in it's like a it's like a not so distant future kind of deal, and um, it he he like basically they get an upgrade on everybody gets this upgrade on like their phone and it comes with this new AI and he like falls in, they fall in love together, but it turns out that the AI just is getting like uh, smarter and smarter and uh, spoiler alert, by the way, well, 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 I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Wait, let me, let me take my headphones out real quick. <laughs> uh, <There you> go. <laughs> <laughs> it turned just for any listeners or anything, whatever. Um, it turns out that uh, that she wasn't stimulated enough from just this guy, and that sh- since she was growing, she needed you know more. So she was talking to other AIs and other humans, and when he found out, he was like devastated, <laughs> and like you know like uh, she was cheating on him. But you know of course they'd never had sex. They had like basically the equivalent of like phone sex. It's su- it was super weird. What's this movie called again? Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. Did you call the AI a whore while I was away? I thought I heard that. A whore? Yeah, I thought I heard no, that. That's okay. Not, that is not okay. what I said. Ooh, that's the only word I thought I heard. I thought I got some spoilers. I was well, like, no. oh, that's cheating. Mind's in a dirty place, Rob. Get out of there. What's that? Mind's in a dirty place, Rob. Get it out of there. Yeah, I was about to. Yeah. Rob, you're the whore here. The, I was about to I was about to go for the uh the her fan fictions. <laughs> but uh you know it's funny I, I like the idea that like 
basically it's it's like they're listening to a radio show that they can chime in on <laughs> where you know that's almost like what's happening right now you you guys oh yeah. <laughs> pretty fire honestly hey, it's been a lot of fun <laughs> how we got to check how long how far into this we are while you're doing that, uh, another weird thing with AI I saw Hour 22. Recently. Nice. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll cut it an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, we can wrap it up pretty soon. Cool. But uh, one other weird thing that I saw AI do was, uh, do you see where they like gave um, a bunch of drawings to the AI like dream, deep dream program? And they were like, what do you think, like, make like make a human figure out of this. Like, if this looks like this what would it look like as a humanoid and it just made these like demon-esque pictures where like the eyes are all like faces are melting and stuff like trying to turn these abstract shapes into something that looks like a human <laughs> and the pictures are just so disturbing looking like what was this for? Fuel. uh they fed a bunch of like it was almost like imagine like taking a kid's drawing well so the, no. those were the worst ones no i mean it was like where a, did this come from where did this come from why did you start talking about this because uh, we were talking about the AI dating, so it was like another weird thing that AI uh, did. Like, oh, okay. it's, it's almost like how they could imagine a human. But uh, I think might, it might have been Google that did this. But so if, if you gave them like a good picture of a human, it might make like a semi-accurate looking human. But say you give it like a kid's drawing where it's like a stick figure and it tries and maps its perception of a human onto a stick figure, it just makes the most like disgusting looking forms like there's a lot of like christian like uh what's it called um like p anti-technological purists or whatever on the comment section like see they're creating demons this is why we have to stop <laughs> ai like <laughs> it's always that on the ai comments like see they're like they're they're gonna embed the day the devil chip any day now like <laughs> the alzebub the devil chip Shut them Good. down. No more computers. <laughs> Good luck. Like, <laughs> better have hey, some if, animatrix. If there's in here. if there's a fucking Minecraft server in North Korea, then you know if if someone can survive <laughs> through through all that, there will always be computers running. You know, that's a hilarious reference. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can you can look up the map of Minecraft servers. <laughs> and where they're located based on IP, and there's literally one in North Korea, unless someone use, is using like a proxy somehow. It's either the ultimate rebel or Kim himself. Yeah. Kim Jong Un's like, I just want to play Minecraft. <laughs> He just rockets all day. <laughs> rocket man. <laughs> yeah, he got the he got the moon mod where you have to build the rocket and go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's just he's laughing to himself. That's not what this one's for. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye moon. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. I haven't seen the uh, what's it called. Let's get the outcome of the meeting with him. I got I definitely got to read up on that. But I heard it was Pretty good, right? I I've, they're at peace, peaceful been so busy peaceful deliberations. You should look up Donald Trump propaganda video. He has oh. like you know it's like a it's like a cheap '80s movie trailer, and it's like <laughs> it's like 
a propaganda video like for the summit. It's like hilarious. He's oh, like one minute to Asia, like <laughs> and like it says a picture of him. It's like oh, it's like wrong. and it's like it's like um like will Kim Jong Un send nuclear missiles or will he shake <laughs> into peace? And it's just oh, so, so dumb. It's just like it's like what the fuck? Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. I mean, that's kind of how the interview went in real life. Like, and the, also that's what the news made it out. To <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. Yeah. It was like Donald Trump <laughs> wanted to make him a trailer or whatever. And it was just like, you know, it's so bad. It was like so stupid. Like, I'm pretty pumped for this. I definitely got to watch that. After you know, don't pass Trump the blunt. <laughs> Here we Too go. Late. It's the it's the Donald Trump inspirational video. It might be, yeah. Or is You'll it? Notice. It says Donald Trump inspirational video will make you want to vote for Trump. Oh, we're not something on it. <laughs> Propaganda oh, wait, expert analyzes Trump's video to. I think it's the uh, the North Korean Singapore summit video, English Destiny pictures. Uh, no. You know. No, they made a bizarre propaganda video. They could be, could be anyone. <laughs> I'm sure no matter what we'll click, it's going to be interesting. Hmm. Yo, we should get the expert analyst to uh, read Trump's language to do the uh, go over the now you're speaking my language thing. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> you got to get him on. I think your volume offline. Yeah. Joe Rogan show over there. I was just uh, watching. Rog- What's that? Joe Rogan show is dope. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's like my favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the Blink One Eighty Two guy one where he's talking about Tom, alien enclosure. Yeah, Tom DeLonge. I was I was yeah. listening to that one too. One choice. Is, is the whole thing good? At work, like. Destiny a few hours events. ago that, story that one was hilarious yeah yeah no it was what? funny how he was like he was like well you don't want to become you know like that person where it's like you know uh oh you're one of those tom delong guys you know one of those <laughs> tom delong alien guys right you know because yeah. that that's like that really made me think i was like holy shit what if they really are just using them to like disparage any thought of like it like disparages the reputation almost because it's like a celebrity yeah. backer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I we like, talked about that a little bit with controlled yeah. opposition. For those who don't know, we're talking about aliens here. Right? Yeah. Is that what it is? And like Tom DeLong from Blink one eighty two had gone to a whole bunch of like high level meetings with like these sec- these like secretive high level meetings with these random people from uh like Homeland Security and from the government and, and from the military and stuff like that were hitting him up and they were like, you know, we need to meet. And uh, because Tom DeLonge's got this media movie company where he, I think he, the, he was like pretty vague about why they contacted him, but he said something about uh, how they make movies and that how that they like would use that to influence the movies. It's like, honestly, kind of thought that uh, if some random people were probably just like fucking with him or something, because like <laughs> I saw, him, and like 
he was just going on like like hold on dude like just let me tell the story and like like blah blah, blah. And then like he never got to like any like actual answers or whatever it's just like well, and I know Tom DeLong throws themselves in situations like that a lot. Like, I've seen him in other places, and he just is always throwing himself into the middle of conspiracies, like uh, like secret societies and things like that. Like, he just will, uh, like, he, I don't know what he's doing, but he definitely has some connections. I think and... he's got, he's got, like, delusions of grandeur, man. I think he's like, I am, I am this powerful person in the world, so I should be a part of this, you know? Yeah, he's just, like, trying to get his toes into, like, I, I don't know if he's trying to learn all the secrets for himself or what his deal is, or, the like, you just said, like, I don't know, but he's definitely, I don't think, like, I wonder if, I don't know, but, <laughs> but it's definitely. Know. I think he's but, a good guy, but he's a little misguided. Makes sense. Yeah, they could definitely, like they do with all celebrities, brainwashing them to believe things. They go after the celebrities because they're the mouthpieces, so. It's like in it's like how Brandon says uh, he he believes that there's um there's uh, mind control in shampoo and conditioner and uh, soap, and that's why hobos have the most theories, like conspiracy <laughs> theories because they don't use soap. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Wait, Brandon said that. Yeah, that Was is in episode no? two. <laughs> that's that's awesome. He's he was just coming up with all these ridiculous theories. That's amazing. <laughs> I met a guy, uh, what's it called, on um, what's it called, the boardwalk, the New Jersey boardwalk one time, and it was just this this guy outside of a bathroom, and he just started screaming at, like, me and my friend about random shit, and was just like, do you ever, do you ever just wish you were retarded? Like, that's what he said to us, and we were just uh-huh. like, what are you talking? Like, he, then he just, like, he just was screaming at us for a long period of time, so. <laughs> I think you brought that up at one point already. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was conspiracy for sure. <laughs> we were, we were both like, my, my other friend was like, no. <laughs> well, me and my friend Dylan were, uh, were just sitting. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a good story. This was summer 2016, I think, because it was when, um, Pokemon Go came out, and we were in San. We were in downtown San Diego because that's where he's from, as well. So we were just fucking around. It was like just getting dark downtown, and it starts to get a little dangerous downtown at night. Um, and so we were just we were playing Pokemon. We were crossing the street, uh, in front of uh one of the town hall buildings. Um. And we're by this, like, construction site. And we hear, just randomly, out of nowhere, we hear this fucking blood-curdling scream. Like, someone's in trouble. Like, someone's dying. Like, you know, something is really wrong, you know? So, um, there's a, we see this other guy who's on the street, and he's, like, you know, for, he's, he's like, uh, listening. He Like, you know, he heard it, and he's looking for... Uh, and you can see he's like looking around. He's like trying to figure out where it came from, and uh, so like the construction site is kind of blocked off from like pedestrians. It's got like that fencing around, and it's a uh, got um, like the sheeting on the fence so that you can't see into it. And uh, we were and this guy was like jumping up and trying to like look over. So um, me and my friend were we were like, well, shit, we don't know what to do. You know this like we're we're kind of like scared to be honest so we were like 
we were like, we're just going to get out of here. It looks like this guy's probably got it covered. Uh, <laughs> so, so we, so we crossed the street and, uh, as we're crossing the street, um, this deranged fucking guy pops out and, uh, crosses the street right behind us. And we're, we're like, holy shit. Cause he's like, he's like, you know, right by us at this point, because he's like, you know, we were just walking and he like, you know, kind of ran across the street and we were like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? So we're, so we're like standing in front of this town hall building and it's like nighttime and, uh, we're like, okay. So, so this guy comes up to us and he's like, um, do you think you could call the cops please? And I'm like, and I'm like, what, why? And he's like, I, uh, I just, I don't. I, you know, like, I don't feel right. Like, I need an ambulance. You know, I need I need an ambulance. Something's not right. And uh, so, like, immediately I was like, okay, this guy's on drugs. <laughs> you know? This guy's, like, a, you know, an addict. And he's, like, either actually cracking, like his, like, his brain is actually cracking and, like, he needs to get help or he's homeless and he just, like, needs a place, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's like there's a really really bad homeless problem in San Diego, you know, because mm. it's so it's so like warm there and it's so temperate all the time year round that you can just you know like it almost never rains, so you can pretty much just like camp out on the ground and like, you know, just oh, it's it's not that bad. Interesting, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That reminds me of uh, what's it called the when I went to Huntington Beach, they had a bunch of tents out on the beach and stuff. But um, yeah, that, that's a pretty crazy story. But yeah, no friend. Actually, also a friend of mine, Dil- a, a different Dylan, which is funny. Um, he's a he's an artist who I met at boarding school. He uh, he he lived like a, a like a sort of nomadic life for a while, which is kind of interesting. He's one of the only people I know who's like that, where he just kind of like he lived in his car and he had a tent. And he and his girlfriend and his dog would just fucking drive around and like set up camp in random places and just like fucking camp and play music and sell art that they made just out of the back of their car. Sounds like a good time. That's that's crazy, though. I mean, it's just so like like, you know, you just live in one day at a time. It's almost like uh, it's almost like primal. Yeah, that is really intense, though. Yeah. (laughs) Because they say, you know, humans aren't supposed to have, uh, like, animals and humans aren't supposed to have, like, long-term stressors like we do. You know, like, we worry about things like retirement and shit like that. And, like, humans, like, physiologically, like, and also, like, emotionally and things like that, like, you're not supposed to have long-term stressors like that. It wears on you in a way that was never intended before. You know, because things were never, th- things like were, this. like, yeah, it was never <laughs> accounted for in our, in our physiology to, uh, to handle stuff like that. It's almost like we need to upgrade our RAM. Yeah. We just got yeah. down. Yeah. But what's interesting is, you know, so like you, you guys know about how it was in a period of something like, uh, a couple million years and like for for evolution that a couple million years is not very long like in a in the period of a couple million years like um are like the human brain like the size doubled 
and that is like you know what pretty much makes a human a human you know like yeah. a um and there's a lot of theories as to like how that happened and like that's where creationists come in and they're like okay that there's the missing link right there you know like that's how we prove that um that's how we prove that god made us because there's no link between that and like you know there's you know we mm. have we have two sides of our brain and you know before like the other link that that we can find the closest link has one but there's there's a lot of theories as to what as like do you guys know about the stoned ape theory yeah yeah, yeah shit's awesome how um you know about that rob i'm sure you do and i saw it on the uh it was the joe rogan uh podcast about it but i didn't get to listen to that one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah is yeah. that where there is one is about that, that. Am I gonna guess that? Like, wait, wait, no, no, wait. Yes, yeah, so guess, guess. <laughs> go ahead, give me a guess. Yes. All right, I was gonna say that like the the weed was just too good, where they just had to set down roots and like <laughs> it just enhanced their cannabinoid system, and they I don't know, like civilized them in some way. <laughs> or they no. take a they were ah. they eating shrooms. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, it's the psilocybin mushrooms. And yeah, stuff. So, yeah. So apparently that yeah, it's basically that. The psilocybin mushrooms made it possible for more connections and growth to happen in the brain over such a short period of time. That makes sense with like uh, fungal intelligence. And I was looking at a lot of uh, LSD research where apparently how it operates to cause a lot of the effects is by depressing the default mode network in the brain, which is kind of like the uh, like if it was a train station, it'd be like that point in the middle that sends things to the, the right spots, like the turntable or whatever. And so it's then that's when that's suppressed, all these different connections have to go different paths than they normally would, which is why you can see sounds and hear sights because all of a sudden the like the guidance system is like depressed, which is like it also has to do with like your ego. That's why people say ego death because you're like, your normal operating system is it's also they said like if it was you're a skier if you keep skiing down the mountain the same you're gonna same times over and over again you're gonna have a path but by depressing the default node network it'll level the snow fields to form new paths that will then be ingrained stronger when the operating system comes back online so that that makes a lot of sense hmm. with if it's forming new connections in a way that made the the ape think in a different way yeah i mean and um a lot of people will say, I mean, of course, I think part of it was harnessing fire and, uh, and, and part of it was, you know, because when you eat, say, like raw meat and raw vegetables, your body has to work a lot harder to get nutrients from it, it has to it has to work yeah. harder to break it all down. And when you cook things, the nutrients are more available and it's easier for your body to break down. So I feel like definitely cooking cooking stuff was a huge thing for um for doubling our brain size hmm. and also uh what's it called interesting with the fire aspect is some people think that the the fire that moses talks to in the bible is um he was tripping on a local psychedelic plant from that area and the fire um he had the divine like uh what's it called realizations by the things he saw in the fire while tripping type thing like um right and i mean like an oracle reminds, type thing yeah it definitely reminds me of an experience i had with uh like a, a wall looking like it was on fire and i could not like my friend was talking to me and i could not pay attention to what he was saying at all because i was just looking <laughs> at this this wall of colored flame behind him and i was just like 
just zoning out. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and that reminded me of the Moses <laughs> thing later. I was like, yo, it was like the burning bush. <laughs> I've had so many religious experiences. Like, like a that. redhead who doesn't shave. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but don't. I got him. <laughs> but I remember one time just pacing forth, back and forth in the basement for like hours thinking about like the path and just completely just going like insane, like having to hum to myself to keep myself like together a little bit and like writing down this. Like, one of the things I posted on Facebook, it was like uh, the guys like it, man is formed in the image of God and God is uh, what's called like all the part like all the people are the particles of paint making the image of God. They're going to coalesce into like his face and things like that. And I was like, I got to walk the path and like became super serious about like the next day changing the way I live and stuff. And then I was thinking, I was just thinking like today I was like, damn, it's so easy to stray from the path. Like, <laughs> like that mindset is like a very specific mindset to be in and then normal. Are you, try life. Are you trying to convert me to, to Christianity right now? No, no, it wasn't even like a Christian path. It was just I had imagined some type of like, I don't even know what it was, but I just saw the path that I had to walk as a person. And I felt super, super like uh, having an inner religious experience about following that path. But then like, it's just funny how that gets clouded by day to day life where you kind of just forget about with some of the intensity about one specific pathway that you could have chosen just hmm. going down another path. Interesting. Yeah. So do you do you believe in God, Rob? I believe in God in the same way that I just said, like, God is the uh, like God is made in uh, or man is made in God's image. I think religious ideas are going to be realized through science. So I believe in them in that way. Like I could see somebody creating an eternal hell digitally or an eternal heaven digitally or that's fucking ridiculous. That should never happen. Right, that's what we talk about in the game a little bit. Like, watch out, you take this transhumanism thing too far, you're going to end up in an eternal hell. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I would imagine it would encourage people to to act a lot better. It's like forced morals. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm like. That's what, like, the choices you make in the game affect the outcome of the game itself. So, like, if you're playing, like, a crazy dark person in the game, then you're going to... Uh, gravitate more towards dark pathways and humanity as a whole is going to gravitate more towards dark pathways because everyone's being melted together so it's like that kind of idea right shit yeah that's not just what it's really right. you know hey grazie grazie <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, well you want to you want to yeah. start wrapping it up yeah, I just wanted to say one last thing, how that ties into the internal dialogue aspect because of the way um, sound forms particles inside of superfluid helium. So the way you talk inside of the thing is like rearranging the particles in the in how they're being formed also and tying that into like water memory with how sound affects the formation of ice crystals and stuff like that. So it's like, it's interesting because I was reading this thing like in the in the Torah, they said that you know the prayers of people keeps reality itself um like as almost like a shell around reality that enables it and if people stop praying and stop saying good words then reality itself will collapse <laughs> and i just thought that was interesting because some people really believe like the thing the literal words you say they believe that it, because everything has a, a fluid nature to it the words just like how 
so vibrations change the way that water freezes, uh, the way and words that you say, like affect the reality around you in a physical way as well to change like, and people, some people are like super concerned with raising their theta waves to match the natural resonance for the earth. I forget what that's called. But uh, the bus driver was talking about that, like just all these really out there ways of thought that it's just interesting to think that people live by that every single day. And they're just like, got to raise my theta waves, got to speak in these vibrations, you know, like just the way it's crazy how differently people can think. <laughs> I feel like a Scientologist or something. I thought about that shit. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see them being I like, watch out for you. I did it. What is that? You donate more money. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we try and get uh we should pitch this to a scientologist tom cruise yo yeah tom cruise on the podcast next <laughs> <laughs> my friend uh actually uh what's it called was at a ski resort where tom cruise and his family came to visit one time and apparently at one point he made his kids stop and say sorry to a rock <laughs> I, like i can't i can't prove that story but that's what they don't said. question me i'm rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well thank you kaylin for joining us kaylin and friends uh thank you rob santiago hey, as hey. always um forward uh, to this game of course hey, yeah be sure lot. to be sure yeah, we'll to uh uh look up uh, the website, our Kickstarter, our Instagram, the website, you can now reach us, uh, via a perfect um, or on our Instagram hypost or it's, uh, what is it? Hypostatic humans still. Yeah. It's hypostatic human right now. We're trying to change it to hypostatic studios. Um, but you can find the link at a perfect Right. It's in the social media links up at the top. Right, and uh, you can find, of course, you can find the podcast uh, wherever you're listening to it. <laughs> um, thank you very much. This has been a perfect podcast.